0: Hey there, podcast listeners, and welcome to this week's Physics Central podcast. I'm Mike Lucibella. February is just about wrapping up, but before it does, I want to share the story with you that I've been researching over the past few weeks. It's Black History Month, and I've been learning about the life of John McNeil Hunter. He was the third African-American to earn a Ph.D. in physics and started one of the first physics programs at an all-Black college.
1: John McNeil Hunter was an extraordinary man whose scientific and academic accomplishments were also extraordinary.
0: This is James Davenport. He followed John Hunter as head of the physics department at Virginia State College. Uh,
1: Hunter did as much as anybody else in the uh, physics world to add physics students to the uh, roster of black people who hold degrees in physics.
0: John Hunter was born in 1901 and overcame the racism and segregation of the South to become a brilliant physicist and educator. James Stith is a historian and was a student of Hunter's back in the early 1960s. John was a uh, quiet man.
2: Uh, And in many respects, uh, he didn't talk about himself very much at all. He was born in Texas, got his um, B.S. from MIT and master's and um, Ph.D. from Cornell.
1: And you got to remember that he was not accepted into those universities under special programs or affirmative action. And, of course, he was one of a small number of blacks who would be accepted into those schools. So he was in an extraordinary league. It was unusual for a black person at that point in history to earn three degrees from such institutions. And, of course, that would be something today that's uh out of the ordinary.
0: Hunter received his doctorate in 1937 after he started teaching electrical wiring at Virginia State College in 1925. At the time, a lot of higher education was still segregated, especially in the South. Universities in the North, like where Hunter received his education, were generally more tolerant, but still disproportionately white. Most African Americans who wanted a secondary education attended an all-black college or university. There were more than 100 such black colleges and universities across the country, and Virginia State College was one of the best.
1: Hunter came to Virginia State in 1925. Virginia State was America's first uh, state-supported land-grant college for blacks. So it was supported by the states and had funds that other historically black colleges didn't have available to them. So they were able to get uh, good buildings, pretty good facilities, and uh, things that were not available to uh, other historically black colleges. Uh, He came
2: to uh, Virginia State as the uh, instructor of electrical wiring uh, because there was no physics department. At that time, uh, Virginia State was still in its infancy,
0: and the department had not yet come along. Virginia State College didn't have a physics department for a couple of historical reasons— On the one hand, physics was just starting to develop into its own independent discipline at the time. Up until the early 1920s in the United States, physics had mostly been part of electrical engineering departments to train engineers. So a professor of electrical wiring teaching physics without a Ph.D. like Hunter was not uncommon. That being said, it was still much less common to have a physics program at an all-black college. School segregation and economic inequality had kept countless talented black students from graduating high school and pursuing careers in science, or getting degrees in any subject. To put it in perspective, when Hunter started teaching, there were about a thousand physicists with PhDs in the United States, only one of whom was black. Up to that point, only two African Americans in history had earned PhDs in physics. Ever. Even though it was less common for physicists at the time to have a PhD, African-Americans were disproportionately cut out of academia. Twelve years after he started teaching, Hunter would become the third African-American to receive a Ph.D. in physics.
1: There were very few programs in the sciences and math. And, of course, what Hunter did was to uh, establish recognizable programs in uh, physics, math, and biology.
0: When John Hunter started the physics department at Virginia State College, it marked a turning point. Hunter's first physics student, Charles Towns, finished his undergrad in 1935. Hunter received his own Ph.D. in 1937, and then two years later, Herman Branson, another physics student of Hunter's, became the fourth African-American to earn a doctorate. Many more students soon followed, both at Virginia State and schools across the country.
2: Uh, He was the uh, first uh, department chair of the um, physics department at Virginia State University. Uh, He actually started that department. By 1963, he had um, 10 African-Americans who had gotten uh, the doctorate in physics. And he was extremely proud of the fact that the small school you know, had produced, you know, you know, for that time, a significant number of,
0: uh, of PhDs. Hunter worked with the other professors at the school to build up programs in science, technology, engineering, and math, what we call today the STEM programs. And we had what we called
2: the big three, Dr. T. Nelson Baker, Dr. Ruben Armand Daniel. Uh, McDaniel in Mathematics and and Baker in uh, in Chemistry, who were the people who sort of formed the STEM, we didn't call it that back in those days, but the STEM Coalition
1: of Virginia State. And of course, his wife uh, helped him produce these students. She was a mathematician. As a matter of fact, his wife had a um, Bachelor of Science degree in Mathematics from uh, Howard University, uh, Master of in mathematics from uh Harvard, and she was the first woman uh, to receive a doctorate in it, doctorate from the University of Virginia in Enfield, which she received in mathematics education. so they worked together uh hunter uh hunter's students usually took their mathematics uh on the, his wife.
0: Together, they made Virginia State College a major center for African-American science students. As head of the physics department, Hunter made sure the physics graduates coming out of his college were the best there were.
2: Well, uh, he was a, uh, a stickler for, for excellence, and he was um, um, tough on, on his students. And, uh, and his goal was to make sure that he prepared them for uh, life after Virginia State. One of the stories I like to tell is that when I took a, uh, uh, under Dr. Hunter, there was a course in the curriculum called Electrical Measurements. He would give you a box that contained the equipment you needed for the next experiment that you had to do. So I stopped to get it, and uh, Dr. Hunter uh, gave me the box, and I looked at it, and I said, well, Dr. Hunter, the experiment calls for a power supply. Uh, I don't see one in here. He says, it's in there. I said, I don't see a power supply. So he says, what's, a, uh, what's the power supply? And I told him what a power supply was. He said, well, what, what's it made of? I said, well, resistors, transistors, you know, I went at the name. He says, look in the box, it's in there. And so I said, you mean that um, I have to build a power supply before I can start? And he said, well, yes. I said, well, no one else Has to do that, and he says, they aren't physics majors who're going to go someplace," and 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 that was the uh, you know the kind of person that that he was, and uh, he believed in challenging you, and that um, if you were a physics major, you were supposed to do just a little bit more than all the other folks who were who were taking the course. I mean that's the kind of influence that he had.
1: He was clear on what undergraduate physics students needed to know and the skills they needed in order to be successful students at prestigious graduate schools. He didn't compromise on those standards, and he didn't uh, dilute uh, dilute them in order to uh, be popular
0: with the students. Though he was notorious throughout the campus for being a hard professor, he also went out of his way for his students. He wanted his students to have more than just the rote skills needed for physics careers after college. He wanted them to have the professional contacts and exposure as well. Whenever there was an APS Washington meeting, he would close down the department. And uh,
2: all physics majors uh, were told to meet on the circle and he would uh, would pile into his car and come to the APS uh, Washington meeting. Uh, and then you know there was this house across the street, and uh, and and we would bunk there. And sometimes there would be, you know, eight nine guys to a room. Uh, and in the early days, we didn't know what was going on at the meeting, but um, we uh, we we learned
0: early in, in our professional career that that's what uh, that's what physicists did. He was also willing to step in and make sure the students he thought showed the most promise made the best career choices. So I'm walking by. Uh, Dr. Hunter's office, he said,
2: You want to go to graduate school? And I said, Well, I um, can't go to graduate school because I have to go into the Army. He says, Didn't ask you that. Do you want to go to graduate school? And so I said, Well, I um, can't go to graduate school because I don't have any money. And he says, Didn't ask you that. Do you want to go to graduate school? I said, Well, yes, I do. He said, Well, come into my office. And uh, he picked up the telephone. He called Second Army uh, and, and asked if they would release me for a year so, so that I could go to graduate school and get a master's because he had so much NSF and uh, he, would, um, he would underwrite the costs. And uh, that's
0: what started me on, on, the, uh, on the road to graduate school. Every African-American in the South faced racism and discrimination on a daily basis. In the 1950s and the 1960s, the Civil Rights Movement made tremendous inroads towards equality. And though he didn't participate in marches or sit-ins himself, Hunter fought injustice through the accomplishments of his students.
1: He thought that a good education would uh, elevate students. And, and he spent most of his time trying to uh, develop some strategies that would enhance their ability to function well in uh, larger uh predominantly white institutions because you gotta remember that during that time uh black could not uh hold positions in uh white dominated institutions. Uh he knew at some point in the future that the uh path would be open for students to get employment in uh you know industry and at white uh institutions and so he spent his energies preparing them to do so rather than uh, uh, devoting his energies to uh, fighting the injustices of the period.
2: One of the uh, the questions that we had in the back of our mind was whether or not the education we were receiving was good enough to compete with, uh, you know, the guy from uh, some of the bigger white schools when, when we got there. And and the one thing that all of us say when we get together is that uh, when we got there, I went to Penn State. And when I realized that all of a sudden that these kids from schools that I thought were much better than mine were the kids who were asking me questions and asking and asking for help.
0: Over his 43 years at the college, he held the positions of head of the physics department, director of the division of graduate studies, dean of the college, often several titles at the same time. However, he made sure he always took time to teach courses in physics.
1: At the time of uh, his retirement, I remember, he had taught a significant number of students, maybe 4,000. Six to five of those students were physics majors. And in 73, 10 of his students had received doctorates in physics.
0: James Steith went on to become professor of physics at West Point for more than 20 years and then vice president of the American Institute of Physics. Two more of Hunter's students, Herman Branson and Rutherford Atkins, went on to become presidents of Lincoln University and Fisk University, respectively. He retired in 1968 and passed away in 1979. In 1973, John Hunter received a distinguished service citation from the American Association of Physics Teachers. Upon receiving the award, he stated simply that he wished there was even more he could have done for his students. That's all for this week's Physics Central podcast. You can find out more about important African-American physicists on the Physics Buzz blog at www.physiccentral.com. Thanks for listening.